What's up, Playbook listeners? Yes, it is Sunday, but I wanted to take a second to share with you our newest podcast here at Politico. It's called Global Insider. Ryan Heath goes around the globe having intimate conversations with the decision makers and people behind policy. Ryan and friend of the pod, Olivia Reingold, just spent a week with the UN, and I thought I'd share with you their first day at the General Assembly. Catch a link if you want to subscribe in our show notes. All right, see you tomorrow. Hey, you made it. I am so sorry. That was a heroin journey. It's so New York. You're rolling, by the way. I am. No, I'm rolling too. We are here in the Socialist Republic of Brooklyn at the townhouse of Richard Gowan. He is the ultimate UN whisperer. He runs the UN Office of International Crisis Group. So if you want to know what's really going on behind the scenes, people give Richard a call. Hello, hey, come all Richard. the way up to the top. Okay. All right, you first. Okay. Uh, yes, hi Richard, how you doing? Hey. Richard, hey. Olivia. Hi, nice to meet you. Are we your shoes off, shoes off? If this is good, this, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Now, the reason we're here in your house today in Brooklyn, Richard, is you're an absolute UN insider. So why do you care about it? Why does it still matter when we have a UN Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, himself saying, hey, we don't have the teeth we need to solve these problems and the world's getting more equal? Well, I think a lot of UN diplomacy is theatre. And the UN does actually matter as a place where leaders can get together and symbolically demonstrate they still care about cooperating. And this year, after the pandemic, the fact that you have roughly 100 leaders coming to New York is, I think, a meaningful gesture. It sort of matters simply at that very basic messaging level. And set against that, you had this slightly weird situation in the last few weeks where you had the US authorities almost saying, don't come. You know, if you're going to come, don't bring your entourage. Do not bring your COVID with you, basically. Do you think that message was absorbed at all? Or, or did people just say, we want to be here regardless? I'm actually surprised how many leaders have decided to come because the US did press pretty hard for people to stay away. And actually, I think a lot of ambassadors will tell you they're delighted their leaders are here. But to be quite honest, they're a bit nervous about this too. And no one wants to be known as the delegation that gave New York a new COVID variant. What sort of agreements are you looking out for? What's your plan of attack? Because there are some limits on the sorts of meeting that can happen, I don't actually think this is going to be a General Assembly that delivers any super memorable agreements. Uh, Today, Monday... Boris Johnson and Antonio Guterres are hosting a warm-up meeting for the big climate summit that's happening in Glasgow in November. And, you know, that's significant. I think the other meeting that I'll be watching most closely is on Wednesday, and that's a meeting the US is pulling together, trying to get countries to pledge to distribute more vaccines to the developing world, Mm -hmm. give more money for vaccination campaigns to deal with COVID. And I think that matters both in terms of fighting the pandemic, but also because it's the US trying to show that it can lead at the UN again. And, you know, we still have a sense of a void 
in terms of US leadership after the Trump era. And finally, you know, Biden is going to try and fill that by saying, OK, we're going to lead the fight against COVID. Awesome. OK. Yeah. All right. See you. Thank you. I reckon we can get the queue. I love the queue. Okay. We can get the four or the five. This is Grand Central, 42nd Street. Wait, so how far away is it from here? UN is like three blocks from here. I'm lost about how we get down to UN Plaza. So yeah. where do you exactly do you want to go? That one? UN Plaza. So when you go to yeah. 43rd Street and make a right and oh, you so there are stairs to... going down. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, sir. Um, is there stair access here? Yeah, you're not allowed to use the stairs, but you can't use it. Checkpoint. Moment of truth. Hi. What do we have to show? We're going to that, at the free vaccination clinic, where the city commissioner is doing a press conference. Thank you. Thank you. That was honestly kind of easy. <laughs> How are you? It's great to see all of you out here, and I hope that you're out here to get tested, and if you've not been vaccinated, to get vaccinated. This is the U.S. showing the power of our example, so I wanted to make sure that everyone saw that I got tested. I see myself as being part of what we are hoping everyone takes the leadership to do and that is do everything possible to mitigate against getting the COVID so that this event does not become a super spreader event. Uh, Ryan, tell us where we are. Uh, this looks like a glorified food truck, but is apparently a mobile uh, testing and vaccination center for COVID. And we just saw the most important ambassador to the United Nations and New York City's uh, UN relationship manager go in and show that they're not above the protocols that everyone else has to follow for COVID. And I think the commission is coming over. Hi. Do you want me to just be like, hi, I'm Penny yeah. Abby Wardena? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Penny um, from the block. Penny from the block, yeah. Penny Abby Wardena from the Unga block here reporting. Um, I'm the commissioner for international affairs. New York City is host to the largest diplomatic corps. So you're the point person really between the city and the UN to make sure things like Unga go smoothly. Absolutely. What are the big differences that you've had to deal with pre-COVID and now pulling off this year's kind of hybrid event, let's say? Over the last 20 months, I think it's fair to say many of them never thought their, um, their time in New York City would be being in the front lines and they all stayed as and so that's the kind of partnership that we had so going into this unga um, it's been very strong um, we welcome the new leadership of the president of the general assembly his support of ensuring um, that vaccines are mandatory to go into the general assembly that's my next question really so what what would be your message to any world leader who's thinking of bending the COVID rules while they're in new york city this week i think what they should remember and it might be happening in their home home country is that New York City was the epicenter. We are coming back out of it and we know that the way to do it is by being vaccinated and testing frequently. Well here's another thing about the UN is it attracts a whole world full of protesters as well because you have dozens of nasty governments and a lot of their own people, some of them exiled because they couldn't stay in their country, um, will want to come and express how angry they are at that government, at the United Nations. But later today, we're on our way to see a domestic protest. 
So the individual protesters are moving tombstones, uh, complaining about the lack of vaccine equity. And I think one of the crucial phrases that we're seeing at this protest is the message that there is vaccine apartheid. And we're going to be seeing and hearing that sort of messaging all week long here at UNGA. Act up! Fight back! Vaccines now! Act up! Fight back! Vaccines now! So we're here at 43rd Street and 2nd Avenue where the vaccine apartheid protesters have blocked the intersection and laid down onto the pedestrian crossing. I'm trying to pull aside one of the organizers so we can find out what's the plan from here. Can I grab you for a second? Oh, yeah, 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 sure. what, what's the plan now in terms of where you take the message to Unger and beyond? Yeah, so we're really hoping that Joe Biden is going to hear our message today. He will be having a global COVID summit on Wednesday. I think that the targets that the administration is setting is still too low. It's still too safe. It's yep. not going to achieve the level of vaccination we need in order to keep the world safe and stop new variants from forming. Well, we are down in Soho. It's just about happy hour time and I need that. And that was just day one. We hope you keep listening for day two and we're going to make sure that you remain in the thick of the action here at UN General Assembly Week 2021. And before we go, I've got one final nugget for you. I was on stage at the Concordia Summit, one of the big side events of UNGA, and interviewing Representative Ro Khanna, a progressive hero uh, within the Democratic Caucus. And I asked him what he thought about France being so upset over the new defence agreement between the US, the UK and Australia. Take a listen. It's a free world. We're allowed to trade and have uh, agreements and purchases with other democracies. Uh, France lost out. We won. Uh, Get over it. 